Are you a University of Rochester student looking for jobs, internships, or even upcoming events across campus? If so, we recommend using Handshake, which is an opportunity recommendation tool that grows with you over your time here at Rochester. Not only can you do all the things I've already mentioned with Handshake, you can also use the platform to schedule one-on-one virtual or in-person appointments with a Green Center Career Advisor. To check it out for yourself, visit rochester.joinhandshake.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Careers Unfiltered. I am KCU, and I am the co-host of the podcast. And joining with me is my fellow co-host, Danae. Hello, Danae. Hey, Casey. How are you? I'm pretty good. And I'm actually really, really excited because today joining us is one of my really close friends from when I was a first year, Yashika Sharma. And Yashika is now a second year PhD student in nursing at Columbia University. She graduated from the U of R in 2018 with a degree in chemistry and spent the majority of her time working in chemistry labs, which I can attest to. Um, And she also attended every Korean American Student Association meeting and was the president of the Community Service Network. Her strong interest in health equity and health disparities led her to pursue the path of nursing after graduation. And she graduated with a master's of nursing from Columbia University in 2020 and immediately transitioned into her PhD there. So hello, Yashika. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, thanks for agreeing to come out here and talk with us. So I was first wondering if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, of course. Um, So yeah, my name is Yashika. Uh, I was born in India, so I don't know if everyone knows this, but I am an international student. Um, so I was born in India and I was raised in just many different countries because of my father's job. And then I decided to come to Rochester for my undergrad. And from there, I pursued a lot of different things, but currently I am studying at Columbia University and I'm doing my PhD. Amazing. Amazing. I love that. Before we jump into what you're currently doing, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your college experience in Rochester and what led you to major in chemistry. Um, So yeah, that's such a good question. I, when I came to Rochester, when I was applying to Rochester, I actually applied for the major um, of brain cognitive science. I was debating between that and neuroscience. And then I started taking classes regarding those fields in my freshman year and realized I did not like it at all. So what I did enjoy about Rochester, I didn't actually have a lot of trouble changing my nature. It was very fluid, which really helped me to honestly just figure out that I wanted to major in chemistry. And to be honest, I didn't have a major game plan when I was trying to decide my major. I was generally just taking classes that were, you know, your basic intro science class, because I knew I was interested in science. I just didn't know what science. So I took the intro to bio, intro to chemistry, your regular classes, and realized I genuinely really enjoyed studying chemistry. I loved orgo. I think taking orgo, where other people were like miserable, I was enjoying it. So that was like the deciding factor. I don't know what I will do with this degree, but I know I will enjoy it. So I'll just, you know, major in it. And in terms of my experience in Rochester, I have very, very fond memories. I genuinely loved my undergrad experience. 
And I think it progressively got better. Like I think my senior year was by far my favorite year and then junior year was also amazing. Um, particularly because of the friends I made in freshman year, but they continued on. And I was a, Casey already mentioned this, but I was one of my really good friends was the president of um, Korean American Student Association, CASA. So I was a very active member. I love Korean food. So yeah, I really enjoyed my experience in general because of all those things. Well, I'm happy to hear that your senior year was one of the better ones because that's when I came in and we became friends. Um, and also I feel like I forgot that you wanted to do either BCS or neuroscience because I think I came in also with the interest in BCS, but that quickly, quickly changed. So finding connections in uh, all different times of our friendship. Um, I did want to ask though, if you had any specific favorite spots on campus or around Rochester that you recommend students check out, because I do think that you were also one of the more active ones who tried to break out of the campus bubble. Yeah, um, so on campus, I will say I, when I was on campus, most of my time was spent studying. So I can tell you my favorite study spots, uh, which rotated based on semester. So like Rush Trees level B was basically a prime spot for every final exam. And I, people hated being there. I actually really liked it because it helped me focus. Um, I also enjoyed, I don't know if Gleason still exists, but Gleason was a big library back then um, that had a lot of open seating. So my post midnight hours studying were there. And then Carson Library was another spot where I study a lot. Uh, I hope those, I was recently told that Gleason doesn't exist. So it's, I know some things have changed in Rochester. So they're still there. Those are my three places I studied a lot. In terms of my spots around Rochester, the question what did I enjoy doing I loved going to the Pittsburgh dairy farm have people been there so that's a great yes. spot there's um there was I hope there's still there in college town there was this faux place that I essentially went to every other week or every week I went there with Casey like countless times because <laughs> I, I, I my friends essentially got tired because I wanted to go there every week because they had the best pho ever um but Casey, being a freshman and me being a senior, I feel like couldn't say no to me many times. So she would come with me every week if I wanted her to. The fuck place still does exist. And Gleason, Carlson, and Rushery's Level B do exist too. But they've undergone a major renovation, at least in Gleason and Carlson. So they're much prettier now, I will say. <laughs> are they though? <laughs> they are. Yeah. And what was that? Wow, I'm like completely forgetting the spots in Rochester, but that area that has all the fancy food. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think that's Park Park Ave. Are you talking about Park Ave? Uh, one of the things that I've done with my friends in Rochester, in Park Avenue was just like, you know, it's a posh area and very, very beautiful houses. So during um, like Thanksgiving time, we would just go to Park Avenue just to walk around and look at the lights because all the houses are so decked up. Uh, so if people haven't done that, I highly recommend doing it. It's just gorgeous. I will have to do that because I think I have yet to do that. Um, and this will be the last year to 
get that chance. So I will make sure to check it out. Um, thank you for sharing your favorite study spots because I feel like I have also been struggling to find a place to study lately. So I'll take your suggestions. I do want to move into now what your journey was like after you left U of R. What did you end up doing? Um, and if you could share a little bit about that. Yeah, of course. So it's everything, I think all my research interests obviously started at U of R. So I was introduced to research pretty early in, at U of R. I started working in Dr. Rudy Fassan's lab in my sophomore year, I believe. Um, and I loved the lab. I loved working there. I loved learning. The only thing that I realized by senior year was that I didn't enjoy like lab bench research. Um, but I, I enjoyed research. Like I enjoyed gathering data, like developing research questions and then disseminating research findings. Like all that was exciting to me. So, um, I knew I wanted to have a research career. I just didn't know like how I want to do it. And then there was also a part of me that wanted to always work with people. So I wanted, I and had an interest in healthcare. So I explored a lot of healthcare options. Um, I took the MCAT because I was like, maybe I'll apply to medical school. I took the GREs because I'm like, well, nursing school and PA school require GREs. So, and then I was like, I could also go to nurse practitioner school. So I, I was very um, conscious that a decision I will make next will has to be the right one, at least personally for me. And I didn't want to jump into something without like very seriously thinking about it. So I took a year between after UFR and I went and worked at Penn for one year. And during that year is when I explored all the different options, like specifically in healthcare. And nursing is what just stood out to me the most for a variety of reasons. And I also realized there's a lot of like health disparities stuff I can do with my nursing degree. So I decided that was going to be the next step. So I applied for nursing school. Well, I really love how you were able to explore all the different options before making a final decision. I feel like it's very intimidating to perhaps even take the time to consider what to do next. And I think it shows like a lot of thought and time on your end to process all of that. Um, I am curious what you hope to do after you complete your PhD and what your research is specifically, because you mentioned you love research. So you must be researching something that you must be enjoying. Um, yeah, so my research interest in particular is cardiovascular health, but within cardiovascular health, I'm specifically looking at uh, minorities and their cardiovascular health and the factors influence their cardiovascular health. Uh, specifically for my dissertation, for my PhD, I'm looking at sexual and gender minorities, so like the LGBTQ community. Uh, but I'm also looking at, uh, or I want to look at the like racial ethnic minorities. So it is kind of it's basically the intersection between being somewhat of a minority, whether it's sexual gender minority or racial ethnic minority, and cardiovascular health. So that's my research is that intersection area. And that's what I'm currently doing. I actually recently submitted a grant to American Heart Association a few weeks ago. Um, so we'll see if I actually, I will hear in December if I actually get the money or not. But I hope you do. I believe in you. <laughs> Thanks, love. I hope so too. 
it took quite a bit of work. Um, in terms of what I want to do after my PhD, that's a very good question. So, I mean, I'm not sure yet, uh, but I, I do want to like eventually be like a, you know, faculty member at a research intensive university and then develop my own prep program of research. Uh, again, specifically focusing on cardiovascular health disparities among minorities. That's the long-term goal. Now, whether or not that will happen is a whole different thing. Um, but yeah, that's what I want to do. I also like the idea of working clinically as a nurse practitioner, as a nurse. Um, so if I can have a career where it's mainly research-focused, because that's what I truly enjoy doing, but with like a, you know, sprinkle of clinicals here and there, I think that would be ideal for me. Wow, your research sounds so fascinating. Just I'm sitting here like digesting. I'm like, wow, that's amazing work that you're doing. So we had talked a little bit about how you took some time to consider which direction you wanted to go. So for the students who are considering pursuing a PhD, what are some things that they should think about? And could you share a bit about what your work entails? Like what does your day-to-day -day look like? Yes, of course. So um, it's interesting because I've seen a lot of people jump into doctorate programs right after bachelor's. And I think it's because they don't, they feel the pressure to jump to the next thing. And I think as a society, we have this notion that if you're not doing five things at the same time, if you're not like hustling, because that's the culture, right? The hustling culture, then you're doing something wrong. Like it's, it's frowned upon if you take time to actually think about what you want to do. But I would never recommend anyone to get a PhD if they're not confident they want to do it. It's because I, by the time I'm done with my PhD and my postdoc, I would have spent, this is like after master's, I would have spent six years just training. Um, and you're not making good money. <laughs> not making any money. Um, so if you're not truly dedicated to the field, and you truly don't believe that research can improve the world in some way, uh, the, the health of the population you're working with, then you'll just be miserable. So I, as much as, as much as it's scary, um, and I know there's so many other factors that some people generally can't afford to take time off, um, and there are a variety of reasons for that. But if you have the capability to, and you are even slightly unsure about whether or not you want to actually go and get a doctorate degree or not, I highly recommend taking a year off or spending like a extensive amount of time in like a lab or being a research assistant. Even have, I think after working for six months, I knew I loved research, but it took me two years to realize that chemistry is not where I wanted to be in. But it did make me help realize that I like research. And then in terms of what my day-to-day -day looks like, I work with a lot of like, so my research is very with participants because um, it's a population-based research. So I spend, at least right now, a lot of time like scheduling interviews and recruiting participants and then going to like campus to actually do the interviews because most of our research is going is in person. So, and then outside of that, because I'm also a PhD student, I also take classes. And I also have meetings. So a lot of, I'm constantly working with people, which is why I love my job. 
and which is why I didn't like lab and research because I was always in a hood alone. So it's, I, I also will say if you're a PhD student, you probably, you, you will not have weekends. Um, so like the balance of work and life doesn't really exist, at least during the first initial years and maybe later too, I'm unsure. At least I've, I've done this for three years now. So the balance definitely leads more towards work, which is another reason if you're unsure if you actually like what you're doing, don't do it because you'll just be sad and miserable. Yes. Well, I hope you manage your work-life balance and the way it balances out in the next couple of years. I do know that you like that is one challenge perhaps of figuring out your PhD life. I'm also curious if you had any specific challenges otherwise, like while you're in your PhD program or also figuring out your career path, any specific parts that you had to really take into consideration before making this jump? Um, yeah, so I, I am personally, I had to think a lot about international students related things. And if like how much um, financial like burden do I want to put on myself? How many, how much loans do I want to take out? So all those are factors that I think everyone will have to consider. Specifically with research route, I also needed to be okay with the fact that I might like never make like, I don't know, 300K or even the counted. Like there's not enough money in research because that's what I'm trying to say. So that was some that was another thought process because I know like obviously money is a very people get motivated by money it's just human nature but then again research shows you don't need more than 75k to be actually happy now that changes person to person but still so those are things that I have to think about I also think historically like nursing is a much more like stigmatized field so whereas like going down like the MD route or the medical school route is more um, traditional. And it's, it's more that like medical school sometimes it put up, is, is put on a pedestal. And I mean, obviously do great work and I work with doctors all the time and I, like love working with them. All that being said, like I nurses sometimes don't get enough recognition, which obviously has changed the last pandemic, but it's just sad that you need a pandemic to change that. Um, so those are factors that I, I thought about um, while I was considering my path. Thank you for sharing that. I agree. Nurses should get way more recognition than they do. Um, so, okay. I want to talk about skills a little bit. So for any of the students right now that are considering moving into healthcare or research, um, following a similar path as you did, what skills should they be starting to pick up during their time at Rochester? I will say time management is a big one, mainly, especially if you're in research. Um, even if you if you go down a more clinical path, you still have to do some research. So time management, making sure that you're giving enough time to not only your studies and research, but also like your mental health and your physical health. Teamwork is big. I work, I, there, there's not one project that I do alone. I will, I'm always working with people, whether it's like statisticians or other like doctors or other nurses, public health officials, you're always going to be working with other people. So if you're someone who enjoys working 
alone all the time, maybe reconsider like what you want to do, whether research is really the right path for you. You could do everything alone, but just it's just not the norm. So working in team is something you'll always have to do. What else do will I tell someone else who's coming in? I can't think of anything else right now, but if I will, I will like come back to it. Yeah, no, that's totally okay. Those are great um, skills to start thinking about, especially like the idea of working in a team and being able to collaborate well. I think that's a skill that can take you across any field. Um, So that was great. Thank you. I'm curious though. So you've been at this a little bit. Has there been a memorable moment so far from your journey that you'd like to share? (laughs) I'm thinking about everything I've done in the last like two, three years. And a lot of challenges come to my mind um, and memorable moments are not there enough. I will say submitting my grant was one of, was a great moment. It, I, I, I might not get the grant. In fact, the chance of me getting the grant is probably very slim. However, I did spend all my time starting like February up until uh, September working on the grant pretty much like eight hours a day, 10 hours a day, especially towards the end, I was just working on the grant for 12 hours a day. And so hitting that submit button was very satisfying because I might not get it, but I have this like 150 page document right now that proves that I can do a lot of things. I have a document to prove that I've done work in the last two years. Um, and I recently like, there were there was just recently some awards that were given, and I, I got one of the a more prestigious award at Columbia, which was um, it was nice to know that my hard work was recognized. Yeah, yeah, congratulations! Yeah, it must have probably felt so nice when you hit that submit button, like all that work, all those long days, and to see something come from it—that's amazing. And I hope you get the grant too. Thank you. I hope so too. I'll, I'll let Casey know. Every Casey will let you know. Even if I don't get it, I tried. Yeah, it's a learning opportunity. Yeah, I met someone yesterday who said, take failure as data. And I was like, that's really science-y. But it goes to show that you can turn failure into something else and not just something negative. But we are coming to the end of our lovely conversation. And so I do have one final question for you, Yashika. If you had to give one piece of advice to students, what would it be? I cannot stress enough. Try different things. Try different fields, different projects before you commit to one, especially if you're trying to go down the doctorate path. Don't do something because it sounds great or don't do something because, you know, 10 other people are doing it. Like Rochester is a very pre-med driven school. So don't feel pressured to go to medical school, for instance. Um, because all your friends are doing it. Just take your time, explore the world, and do whatever you want to do. It doesn't have to be in healthcare at all. There's so many other ways of doing things that still help people. Healthcare is just one of the ways. And I think sometimes people for, tend to forget that. There's so many other things you can do and still benefit the society in general. So yeah, take your time. There's no rush. It's your life. 10 years from now, nothing, nothing will matter. The extra one or two years you took will not matter 10 years from now. Thank you for that reminder. Um, Here at the Green Center, we really try and encourage students to try stuff out. 
And I think it is helpful to remember that like you don't need to be pre-med because 90% of the rest of the student population is pre-med, but you don't have to be that or do that if you want to. So thank you, Yashika. This was amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I, I enjoyed talking about these things. There's certain things I didn't even think about, honestly. Um, <laughs> some of the questions you asked me reminded me of certain memories from Rochester, which I appreciated. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. If you enjoyed what you heard from our amazing guests and their career journeys, please give us a rating on your podcast listening platform of choice. Hit subscribe and share us with your friends. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time on Careers Unfiltered. Thank you.